Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Love Queendom. Today, I'm going to be going into part two of my twin flame journey. So I've already recorded part zero and part one. If you haven't listened to those yet, um, please go and listen to those before you listen to this episode. Um, So in part zero of this series, I basically just went over sort of generally what I believe twin flames are, you know, why they're here, etc. You know, my spiritual interpretation of what it is, which is basically just, you know, a type of simultaneous incarnation where you put your soul essence into two different bodies in order to do spiritual work, okay? Like transformational healing type of spiritual work, okay? Karmic cleansing type of spiritual work. That is the purpose of having a twin flame okay and then in part one i sort of spoke about um what my relationships were like my romantic relationships were like before meeting my twin and why i believe that you know my twin is my twin in comparing my relationship with him to my relationship with all of the other men that I dated, you know, both before I met him and even after I met him, okay? And the key distinction that I point out in part one of my twin flame journey is the fact that none of my other romantic relationships triggered the intense heart chakra, you know, kundalini spiritual awakening, third eye opening type of spiritual awakening that I had when I met my twin, okay? So... I believe that that is like the number one key distinction that will separate your twin flame relationship from every other kind of relationship, right? And for all of these other partners, I also never felt like they were part of my soul destiny. You know, even if I felt like I could marry them, that was within the construct of the matrix of like why these people would be a good partner for me. You know, it was based on kind of like the superficial characteristics that are the programs the matrix feeds your mind as to what you're supposed to look for in a partner, right? So it didn't really have to do anything with um, following my true soul calling and my true spiritual path. It was all like ego-based kind of stuff, right? So that's really important. Um, So on today's episode, what I'm going to be talking about is what it was like when I met my twin, kind of the circumstances around meeting him, which were very synchronistic. And that is another, you know, classic sign that you have met your twin flame when the circumstances around meeting your twin are kind of very synchronistic and almost random. Um, And then I'm going to talk about what it was like in what I'm calling our matrix dating and honeymoon phase. Okay. All of this stuff was before I had my spiritual awakening, okay, before the events that triggered my spiritual awakening. So I'm going to talk about that in episode three. Um, But yeah, before I get into the meat and potatoes, okay, of this episode, um, if you're new here, okay, this is a space of love and joy and peace and abundance and all the good things, okay? And here at the Love Queendom, We talk about spiritual ascension and how to create your own reality. Okay, so let's dive in. Oh yeah, also another thing I forgot to mention as well is that in the last episode, 
Um, I gave you guys sort of like uh, an update at the very beginning about, you know, what was going on with me and my twin and how I was on my union timeline. And, you know, I was going to his house and all these things were going to happen, right? Just none of that stuff happened, okay? <laughs> oh my God, okay, you guys? But you know what? It's very important for me to share these things because I just want you guys to see like in real time the unfolding and also like just for you to see that there's so many twists and turns in this journey and just like in manifestation in general okay because every single time I think like yes you know this is how everything is going to happen and how everything is going to unfold it never unfolds like that okay it never happens like that um but that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen okay and then it's not possible for it to happen so you have to understand like i said this channel this platform is all about creating your own reality which means you know you are controlling the outcomes of your life right and so Anytime that you're facing resistance or obstacles or challenges when it comes to reaching a particular outcome, you have to understand that the physical is just a reflection of the spiritual or the energetic. So that means that energetically something is still not fully aligned for the physical manifestation of whatever it is that you're trying to materialize. Okay, so I understand that. When it comes to my twin flame journey, I know that a lot of people don't understand this. And so they get really frustrated. They get really stuck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So even though um, the actions that I was intending to take in the last episode, which I recorded on September 4th, okay, today, by the way, is September 11th. So it's about a week later, maybe I want to say. Um, anyways, even though all of that stuff didn't really go as planned, like it's fine. You know what I mean? Um I understand what's going on and what I'm doing and I'll give you guys, you know, more updates as we go along on this series. Okay, so that's just like a little mini update, <laughs> I guess, for this episode. Um, but we're going to go into more detail, like I said, about like present day, what's happening and blah, blah, blah. And then I also um, said in another episode that I will do probably a separate series on certain things that I think are really important for you to do if you want to get to a better place on your twin flame journey, particularly around the healing stuff, right? Like if you are still really struggling with the longing for your twin and um, just struggling with missing them and the love and all that, you know, those kind of like very low feelings, that I 100% I'm going to talk about that and I will also talk about some of the theoretical stuff because I haven't materialized it in the physical yet um, in terms of what I'm doing to work on some of the background energetic blockages happening between my twin and I in terms of our union okay so let's dive into this episode and by the way if I'm like stumbling around a little bit it's just because I'm reading my notes and I'm trying not to forget the things that I want to say okay so twin flame journey part two okay so basically the year in my life that I met my twin flame was the year that I turned 27 okay and that was sort of uh, a pivotal year in my life because at that time, I was returning to Canada 
after spending a year abroad in South America. And so I was turning 27 that year and I remember coming back to Canada and thinking to myself, I need to, you know, get my life together. I need to get a good job. You know, I need to get a place. I need to like find some guy to date and marry and settle down and have kids. And like, that was where my mind was at at the time. You know, I felt like, okay, like now, you know, you're getting into your like late 20s. It's time for you to be serious and figure yourself out. Okay. So that was where my head was at. And so what happened was um, I moved back to Canada and I landed in Toronto after coming back from South America. And I was staying at my brother's place at the time. And the plan was actually that um, we were both going to fly back to my hometown together. And I was going to stay there and like, you know, find a job and make some money and then move back to Toronto and get my own place and whatever, right? But what ended up happening to my brother's dismay, okay, was that once I got to Toronto, it was summertime, okay, in the 6th. I landed back in the city around June, I want to say, of that year. And so it was summertime, the weather was good, you know, I had not been in Toronto for years, okay, probably the last time I was there was like 2013, maybe I want to say, and I had lived there before previously, so I had some friends in the city, and so while I was there, I was like, let me just visit some of my friends, let me go out a little bit and like enjoy myself, right, before I have to like leave and go back to my hometown and get my life together, so after going out with my friends a couple times, maybe even it was even only like one night I went out with my friends and I was like, oh my God, no, I'm not leaving this city. This is where I'm meant to be. I'm staying right here. <laughs> oh my God. So I never ended up booking my flight to go back to my hometown with my brother. And I told him last minute, like, yeah, I'm not going with you. I'm actually going to stay here. I'm going to find a place. I'm going to get a job. And um, by the way, I'm going to need to crash at your place until I sort myself out. So yeah, sorry. (laughs) And um, as you can probably imagine, he was not happy at all. Um, But anyways, that was what happened. And again, I feel like all of this, it's like orchestrating it's building up to me meeting my twin. So yeah, I um, got to got to the city, was sorting my life out. I actually um, recorded another episode uh, about my condo manifestation. So if you want to listen to that, that is also another very interesting, like kind of synchronistic uh, experience that I had as well. So definitely listen to that. Um, And what else? What else? What else? Yeah. Another thing, too, is that around that time where I was at on my spiritual journey was I wasn't a Christian anymore. Okay, I had already moved into sort of what I call my agnostic phase, you know, so I still believed in God. I still prayed from time to time. But like, you know, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't really reading the Bible. Like I just was kind of just doing my own thing, you know. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I was at spiritually, where I was at in my life, where I was at in my mind, right? And so again, I had made the decision to stay in Toronto. I was like, I'm not leaving. This is where I'm staying. And it's very interesting 
because if I remember correctly, my twin actually also moved to Toronto that same year. He also moved to Toronto in 2017. He either moved in 2017 or 2016, but I'm almost 100% positive that he moved earlier in 2017 um, to Toronto. I believe that that is what happened. Um, And yeah, you know, I met him uh, later that year. So we'll go into that. Um, So essentially what I started doing at this time, because I had decided that I was going to stay in Toronto and like get my life together and, you know, be in the city or whatever. And one of the aspects of, you know, quote unquote, getting my life together was finding a partner. So back then, okay, (laughs) Tinder, the dating app was still a thing. So while I was looking for a job and while I was looking for a permanent place to live, um, I got on the app, okay, and I started looking for my person. And I met this guy who I thought was perfect, okay? He was also Nigerian. He was good looking. He was really smart. He had a great career. He was clean cut and responsible. Like, literally, he was perfect, okay? And we started dating. And you know what, you guys? I quickly realized that as perfect as this guy was on the surface, there was a major problem, okay? And the major problem is that we were not sexually compatible at all, okay? And um, I also didn't feel any love with him, you know? I felt no real connection with him whatsoever. It was almost like we were just like playing characters, you know, it's like, again, based on the conventional matrix standards, like I won the boyfriend lottery, you know, he was perfect, but I didn't feel anything with him. So I knew that if I decided to stay with this person, that I would be unfulfilled, you know, I would not feel fulfillment in my heart in my soul about the person who I had chosen to be with and that I would essentially kind of just shackle myself to living this hollow life that looked good on the outside but it didn't feel good on the inside. So basically what ended up happening was that um, I dated this guy you know throughout the summer um, all the way into the fall of that year. So I, I want to say like beginning of December around is when I ended things with him. And so just before I ended things, I remember very vividly, you know, saying to the divine that I know that my perfect person is out there and I trust that I will meet him. Okay. And I knew that this perfect person is someone that would take all the surface level boxes like my ex did. But we would also have really good chemistry and feel love together, right? And so I could have that true fulfillment in my heart. Now, I can't remember exactly how long after I made this declaration that I met my twin flame. But I'm telling you guys, it must have been like just a few days after this happened, okay? So now let me go into sort of the circumstances of me meeting my twin. Because again, it's very synchronistic and... That is another classic sign that you've met your twin. So the circumstances around meeting my twin were kind of funny and random because 
What happened was that the weekend before I met my twin, I had gone to a party with one of my friends who is actually a gay man, okay? And there was a guy at the party who we met. And funny enough, that guy was actually flirting with both of us, okay? So I guess maybe he was bisexual. Um, And so the weekend after the party... I went shopping with that friend and then on our way back to his house, okay, on our way back to my friend's house, um, we met my twin on the bus, actually, okay, because they happened to live in the same building. And so what happened was my friend actually started talking to my twin and I was confused at the time because it was obvious by their interaction that they didn't really know each other. And I was wondering why my friend was talking to him. Um, And it turns out that the awkward encounter occurred because my twin shares a resemblance with the guy from the party. So my friend actually thought my twin was the guy from the party. And um, since my twin and my friend live in the same building, my twin had actually seen my friend around. So he thought it was kind of like a mutual recognition on those terms where it's like, oh, you know, I've seen you around before. And like, hey, right. Um... But yeah, obviously, it was confusion. (laughs) It was confusion, but it was actually divine orchestration, if you will. So obviously, since we were all going to the same place, um, we got off at the same stop. And you know, we all got to talking. And basically, my twin asked for our numbers. And he also asked us like a really random and funny question, which was like, do we like to play PlayStation, which was so hilarious to me and my friend because we were both looking at each other like, do do we look like the kind of people that play PlayStation? Like, I don't know what this guy is on. But anyways, um, it was really funny. But we were both, you know, my friend and I, we were both happy to make a new friend. And honestly, at the time, you guys, I never thought anything of my twin um, because also I could tell that he was younger than me. And he was too immature for what I was looking for, which was someone to be in a serious relationship with, right? That could lead to marriage. So I didn't think anything of him. I just thought like, oh, whatever, you know, he's just another guy that I can know know, and be friends with. That was what I thought. Remember, I had basically just moved um, to the city at that time, right? And even though I had lived there before, it was for a short period of time. I didn't really know a lot of people. So I was honestly just like happy and excited to be meeting people. Even the friend that I was um, shopping with and that I had gone to the party with the weekend before, you know, he was kind of like a newer friend for me too as well. I had just met him that summer. So um, I was really just in a season of like having fun and like meeting people and kind of settling into the city um, while simultaneously trying to achieve all of my life goals, okay? So anyways, like I said, I never really thought anything of my twin, but um, he clearly had other plans, okay? So he started texting me and flirting with me. And at first, you know, I was just like laughing to myself because I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's cute that he thought he has a chance with me. Um, but I thought that obviously like nothing real could happen because I was older than him. I felt like I was more mature than him. You know, at the time of meeting my twin, he was only 25. So I'm just like, you know, this can never go anywhere. Um, But in any case, because I still hadn't found, you know, what I thought was quote unquote, my person, um, 
I thought, you know what, there's no harm in me talking to this guy and just, you know, playing along and keep, you know, keeping, helping him to keep me company or whatever. Um, It won't be anything serious anyways, right? Because he's too young and it would just be casual. And then once I found my person, I could just move on. That was what I naively thought, okay? And this is also part of my matrix programming, you know? So anyways, um, basically I started talking to my twin, you know, we were flirting with each other, whatever. And while after meeting my twin and like while we were um, talking to each other and stuff, I had already made up my mind that I was going to end things with my, you know, other boyfriend. Right. So this was all kind of happening around the same time. Um, And so after I broke up with my other, um, you know, with my ex, my twin and I, we um, we started having more intimate relationship with each other. And another classic sign that I had met my twin was that, you know, we really had a really good um, sexual and physical chemistry together, which a lot of people um, who have a twin flame, they talk about, you know, it's almost like you kind of just click with that person physically. Um, Somebody on YouTube who has a really big platform that talks about twin flames, I forgot what his actual name is, but his channel is New World All-Star, I believe. He's very controversial. Um, But he says it correctly when he says that you know, being intimate with your twin, it feels like being with yourself, you know, it's very weird um, describing it that way. But that is a pretty good, it's an accurate description, I would say, okay, you guys just click, you know, it's like you just, yeah, you just really click in bed. So um, it really just felt right being with him. And I even remember there was a day early on in our dating where we were lying in bed, we were just cuddling, you know, we didn't even have anything sexual happening between us at this time, like we were fully clothed. And I remember saying to him that, you know, doesn't this just feel right? And he responded that, you know, yeah, it it does. So we both mutually had that feeling within us, okay? And even though we really enjoyed, you know, our intimate time together and Things were pretty harmonious in the relationship, generally speaking. I didn't think anything too special about it, you know, because another thing is that he wasn't the first and only guy that I had ever enjoyed having sex with in my life, right? So for me, I kind of just thought, you know, whatever, like this is something that I can find with somebody else, you know, like my person, right? But later on, okay, in the events leading up to and after my awakening, um, you know, my twin would once again confirm that our intimate connection with each other was indeed unique and special. And, you know, it was mutually felt on both sides. Um, And it was also something that I realized too, after our matrix dating phase kind of ended and, you know, well, let's say the honeymoon phase kind of ended and I dated other people and realized that, yeah, you know, that click that we have, you don't, just find that with any and everybody you know once you experience it with one person it's not something that can be just found with anyone so anyways um 
although I also did not look at my twin initially as somebody who I thought of as, you know, a potential partner because he was younger than me and I thought that he was still kind of immature and growing into himself as a man because I felt, you know, that our relationship towards each other was really genuine and like the feelings of love were mutual. I kind of started relaxing into our relationship and, you know, we basically had our little matrix dating honeymoon phase, okay? And that was from January 2018 to around the summer of 2019, okay? So I would say that although we loved each other and we had a harmonious relationship when we were together, okay, um, because this was during the matrix period of our relationship, you know, um, our fears, okay, our insecurities and our karmic patterns kind of started seeping into the relationship, okay? So um, there were just a number of things that happened while we were dating, um, one of which is that I actually got pregnant very shortly after we started dating. And because my twin flame was still quite young and immature, I asked him, you know, what did he want to do about the pregnancy? And he said he wasn't ready. So genuinely speaking, you guys, I really felt like I was doing him a favor in his life by getting rid of it. Um, So I did, you know, for somebody of my age at that time, um having an abortion was not at all something that I wanted to do but um you know I thought he's too young like he has his whole life ahead of him I don't want it to look like I'm trying to you know tie you down with a baby or something so when he said that he wasn't ready like I took that you know for at face value and I got rid of it but you know what you guys little did I know that this would actually be somewhat of a trauma for him and it's something that would kind of linger and play out in future relationships of his as well and um, I will also say that our fears and insecurities also caused the relationship to be unstable and my twin and I would both kind of eject out of it for various reasons to kind of protect ourselves from getting hurt okay Um, he would often end things saying that he wasn't ready for a serious relationship and you know in the very beginning I ended things just out of fear of being cheated on or and being hurt you know Um, so it was just kind of this on off period okay And eventually I decided that I think it's best that we just let things go completely. And we both agreed that maybe we could revisit things in the future when he felt more ready. And that was fine with me. Okay. I didn't have any catastrophically uh, sad feelings about the ending of our relationship. Okay. Um, And I did not have any intentions of waiting around for him either okay because since I was still operating from matrix programming I genuinely thought I could just keep dating around and I would find someone else to replace him and move on and live happily ever after and that was it you know I I distinctly remember you guys after our last breakup I cried very briefly and I just resolved within myself that you know what this true love and special connection stuff it's just not real you know and that I had to be more pragmatic with my dating choices so 
basically for the first part of our romantic history, I stayed in my ego. I wasn't consciously aware of anything twin flames. I just thought I was dating a guy. I liked him, but he was too immature and unstable. So I moved on to try dating other people. Okay. That was literally where my mind was at throughout the whole period of this part of our relationship. Okay. Um, I will also say that during this time, I feel that I had a relatively good and stable um, self-concept, pretty good self-confidence within myself. My self-love and my self-worth were also pretty decent at the time, okay? And everything else in my life, you know, career-wise, social life-wise, family-wise, etc., like it was all going well for me. So, um, you know, I think that definitely also played a role in the relationship um being whatever it was as it was at that time you know it's like I didn't have this catastrophic um ego destruction sort of experience ego death is probably the the right word (laughs) spiritually speaking um from our breakup you know nothing like that um but I, I'm, I'm going to talk about the sexual energy transfers that I believe took place between my twin and I from having unprotected sex. And what I believe happened was that um, I started taking on some of his negative energy programs. And I believe that what actually happened was that I was in a better energy than him at the time. And so he started taking on some of my programs too. And this whole sexual energy transfer thing would actually play out, okay, it would play a large role, rather, in events that I, that would unfold later on uh, that would sort of orchestrate and lead to my spiritual awakening. And now I believe that all of this was sort of orchestrated by design, okay? I could be wrong, but that's what I think, Um and, you know, you guys are more than welcome to leave your opinion and, and tell me what you think in the comments. Um, but yeah, as I go through the story, I will sort of explain what I observed and what I think was going on and also why I think what happened happened. OK, so I'm going to leave this episode here. That is the Matrix dating and honeymoon phase portion of my twin flame journey. And in the next episode, I am going to talk about, okay, um, more detail on this whole sexual energy transfer thing. I'm also going to talk about my trip down to lower earth, okay, and the events that unfolded to trigger my spiritual awakening. So thank you so much again for listening, and I will see you guys in the next episode.